0: Welcome to the moon room. <laughs> this is the third time that I'm recording this today. I cannot believe this. I have been trying to record this and get this out to y'all since literally this morning. And something happened with the fucking iOS update. the 17, I don't know. It fucked up the, the, the apps. So I've been literally downloading new apps, re-recording this whole thing. Them not working. So I'm praying to Christ... <laughs> that this message works and that it does not get faulty when I try to edit it because holy shit I'm like so tired um but yeah it is three o'clock in the afternoon that should tell y'all something I've been recording this since like 10 (laughs) a.m all right so this is just to pick up from my last uh what is it recording and to talk about the Garden of Eden now because I've recorded this twice already today I'm realizing that there's stuff that I might forget to say, so I might end up doing another one of these if I don't get all the information in in this one show. But today, this show is going to be all about 111. It's going to be about the Anunnaki, the aliens, the Sumerians, um, and also Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. So before I continue, though, I'm going to give a disclaimer again, one, two, three on the clock. That if you do not want to be offended uh, spiritually or religiously or or any of that, um, then stop now listening. I'm going to be telling a whole lot of alternative shit. And um, if you continue to listen and you get upset, that's going to be on you. So this is my little evil eye disclaimer. Return to sender any anger (laughs) that anyone uh, feels based off what they hear here. I'm just the messenger. So, the Garden of Eden. So I ended the last episode talking about how the, the God of Ibra- Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I always say Isaac Abraham. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob um, was not God. He is not God. He is the, is a false God, and how he lied to the people. So, this is that. This is what I'm, I'm going to tell you all the story. Uh, I've been getting this download for actually like I got a lot of this a long time ago, like years ago. Now it would be. Like, since I, like, when I was in deposit still. But the other day, when I was recording the last episode, Tarot Time, whatever, I got a massive download about um, the actual, like, Hebrew God and, like, the history there. Okay, so when I was getting the download, the first thing I was asking Spirit is, How old is the jewish genome so like the genetic marker that people who are jewish that they have it's like it's it is a specific marker so my question was like how old is that genome and then who told the first hebrew his own story all right so the first thing that i'm supposed to say about the garden of eden and we all know what the garden of eden is it's this imaginary place that apparently was paradise and there was trees and apples on the trees and snake and um in the garden and a snake could talk and it tempted adam and eve to eat some fruit and they fell from grace and then they were kicked out of the garden that's like the gist of how we were told 333 that this world started or that how humans were began that humans were crafted from clay and god breathed the breath of life into the man he took the man's rib and made another woman out of it i mean this is interesting stuff when you when you say it out loud that's not what happened but, but but that's like the story that we all have The first big thing that a lot of kids, you know, when we have a lot, like a lot of kids look at this very logically. So most people, but before they get to adulthood have already asked a lot of these questions and then be like kind of gaslit into like believing crazy shit. But the big one that a lot of people ask is how was there, were there more people in the Garden of Eden besides Adam and Eve? And the answer is yes, that garden was not at all empty. It was very full of people, not just humans either. Um. so when, you eat, when we talk about the Garden of Eden most people picture it one way there's no way we can know exactly what it looked like so whatever picture of Garden of Eden that you have in your mind just hold that image and then like plug what I'm going to say into that picture but essentially kind of picture a jungle 444 on the clock um, a jungle space somewhere in Africa because that's where it was alright it wasn't empty Um, and there wasn't just one Adam and one Eve. In order to tell the story, I'm going to first talk about the Sumerians. The Sumerians are much older than the Hebrews, which is really important to note, because if you have a history that tells the beginning of time, you can't then have people that predate you that also have a different version of how time began, like because it's, like, just the normal order of, like, way things go. Anyway, so by the time the people that are called Hebrews came along, there were other people who actually knew what actually happened, and then somebody lied to them and was like, this is what actually happened. Okay, and there's a reason for that, but I'll get into that. So the Sumerians, they were a very, very, very ancient people. We all know about the Sumerians. They believed in the Anunnaki. They tell us about the Anunnaki. They left us all sorts of clues and images of the Anunnaki, the Anunnaki are what we would call the creator gods of the human race. They are aliens from off-planet. They have their own planet called Nibiru. Nibiru is a massive planet that needs gold in order to keep its atmosphere safe for the people that live on it. So um, at that time, in the beginning of when people, be- before they came here, their planet started suffering from lack of gold in the atmosphere. So they needed to find gold. So they came here. This was a very gold-rich planet. They come here. They bring their whole civilization. And they start mining for gold. That goes on for a long time. Like when I say a long time. Like like thousands of... Like the Sumerians were here for a long time. Before people got made. But eventually the people of Sumeria... Or not the people. And not the Sumerians either. Not the Sumerians. Sumerians are human. The Anunnaki, (laughs) the Anunnaki were here. They had their own civilization, right? So they're here, but their own people started to revolt because they were like, we are feeling like slaves. So the leaders of the Anunnaki get together and they're like, we gotta make a slave race. All right, and this is where the beginning happens for us. So you now have 14 women. In order to tell this story and give you nice visuals, Spirit told me to tell y'all, in terms of Disney princesses, which is so fun. So, essentially, imagine fourteen Disney princesses. Jasmine is one. What is she? She's she's got like Middle Eastern descent, right? We've got T R T N. Oh my god, can I please get the name right? Every episode that I've done and talked about the Frog Princess or the Princess and the Frog, not Frog Princess. Um, I keep getting the freaking girl's name right and I wrong, and I can't believe I'm getting it wrong. So hold on princess yeah tiara all right right okay so tiara she's the or tiara she's the black one right so you have her then you have ariel she's the fish one <laughs> then you have you know you got Belle. you have snow white you have aurora you have moana you have uh, mulan you have i mean we just just i'm naming them all name them all until you get to 14 oh that was my cat if you can hear my kitten She's laying here. So we have the 14 Disney princesses. Those are the 14 Anunnaki mothers of humanity. Okay? So the Anunnaki, they decide to genetically, well, they artificially inseminated these 14 women with DNA, sperm or whatever, from the beings that were already here when the Anunnaki got here. So there was already like humanoid type beings walking around because they had evolved from what was already here, right? Every planet, ecosystem, evolutionary system and cycle includes the evolution of the thing going upward. So if you remember the movie um, Land Before Time, or like Fantasia, I think has a scene like this, where we're in the ocean, and we're looking at like an amoeba, and the motherfucker just like splits and And starts to grow and becomes some sort of fish and the fish starts to swim and then the fish grows feet and crawls out of the ocean and then it becomes a snake and some other shit and then it grows and stands up and becomes a monkey and blah, 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 right? That's what was happening. So when they got here, they already had humanoid, like upright walking people, beings that were walking around. They were not at all, though, close to what we are. They were, and they weren't even to Neanderthal yet. They were like way before that. So... They took their DNA and impregnated the 14 women, and all 14 women gave birth to what they then called the Adam, A-D-A-M. They all gave birth to Adams, male versions of, like male hybrids, essentially, that would be able to work, and that's all they were made to do. They weren't made to think. They weren't made to feel nothing, do nothing, just work, okay? They were switched off, too, from their self-consciousness. One, zero, one, zero on the clock. So, like, they weren't conscious of self. They didn't have... um, hmm, They didn't really have ego. Yeah, they didn't know that they existed. They were just dolls. So, that happens for a while. And they make all these people. But they don't all turn out right. Excuse me. So, there were, like, trials. So, it's like if we... When we in science have tried to clone sheep, right, we don't get the first one right, even frogs and shit. You might clone one and it comes out and got like two extra legs on it or it's got only three fingers or some. you know, like there was all these like kind of duds coming out as well. So, you know, you just they keep making them until they get the right one. They kept making them and they finally got the right one that they then called Adam. The Adam. So the ones before those weren't actually, they weren't actually Adams. Eleven, eleven on the clock. They were pre. They were. You get what I'm saying, right? Like they're trying to make a person a a type of being that's going to be strong, fast, do all these things, be able to withstand. But they don't kill off necessarily the the clones that didn't work. Kind of like in Westworld, they're just kind of free roam. So, um. The Adam, though, gets made. And the Adam can do everything that it needed, needed for it to do, right? So eventually you have, okay, well, let's pause there. Now let's look at the men of the Anunnaki. The leaders of the Anunnaki, we have the 14 women, right, that they, that they impregnate. But there were two leaders that are, well, three leaders that are very noteworthy. And they are Anyu, Enki, and Enlil. So many of you uh, who have, like, read Zachariah Sitchin's books and studied the Sumerian shit, you already know these names. But these three people are really important to know about 1212 on the clock because they are not just Sumerian. I've done so much research. <laughs> okay, so Anyu is essentially the leader, the god, well, not god, but the let's say the king, the emperor of Nibiru. So Anyu, emperor of Nibiru, he's up in Nibiru, He sends his two sons to earth and he gives the earth. He gives earth to both of them, but really he gives it to Enlil to lead, right? But both of them are supposed to take care of earth. Enlil is apparently put in charge. Enlil is actually not a good person, (laughs) Um, but his brother Enki is... Well, let's put it this way. Enlil is the god of like fire and war. He's essentially like your Mars character. And then Enki, he's the god of water, knowledge, and creation. He is Poseidon. Like he, he's Poseidon and Enlil is Zeus in the Greek tales. No, these are like legit the actual it. Enlil would have been the fish man, but they were all shapeshifters. But he was he was the one that stayed with the ocean, but he also had the knowledge and he was all about creation, empathy, all that. Enlil was all about the war and domination, and he came really heavily with the masculine. All right. They are also Remus and Romulus. If you know about how Rome was started, the myth there is that two brothers from the stars you know, came and started Rome. That's these two, Remus and Romulus, Enki and Enlil. They also are called EA. So Enki's name is also just two letters. Like his actual name is just EA. And then I don't remember what Enlil's is. But Anyu has two names as well. The father, his name is Apsu, and then his actual name is A-N-U, Anyu. These names are really important to remember because um, they aren't actually what their names are. They are acronyms for whatever those beings' actual names are. But these beings were so highly intelligent that they knew that if you give your real name to a slave race, now that slave race has power to manifest you whenever they want. Which is why Enlil, also called Yahweh, gave the Hebrew people his fake name, Yahweh. And he said, You can never actually say my real name. It's forbidden to say my real name. So it's been shortened into four letters Y, W, wait. yeah, Yeah, so Y, what the fuck? Y, W, H, Y. No, that's not right. Y'all know what Yahweh is? It's W. I've done this show so many times today, and I've said the acronym so many times, I'm forgetting. (laughs) But you know Yahweh, so it's four letters. Um, But that's not actually what he is called. Manifestation is much more powerful than we humans give it credit for. We aren't turned on enough to be able to powerfully manifest the way that these beings can manifest just by speaking a word. So, like, it's that's why it's so important that they only keep. They only gave humans, they're like acronym names. And then humans came up with other names to call them depending on wherever they'll... They, so for instance, like say Enki gets in a spaceship and he... Not spaceship, but... Well, I guess it's like a an airship, you know? Like you can travel around the planet but not have to be off planet for it. He can get in his little tiny plane or whatever. And he can go from like Mesopotamia over to Africa. So he's in Mesopotamia. He goes to Africa. The Africans call him a whole different thing. He goes up to... Greece, and he's in the water, and they call him Poseidon. You see what I'm saying? like That's that's kind of how it worked. So the Hebrew God, Yahweh, is really Enlil. That person is the one who lied to them about what really happened and who they really are and what really just is. All right, so Enki had empathy. So Enki decides that this Adam needs a partner, but he also wanted to help create more of them. So they were creating these adams as just men. And they were free roaming, but they didn't, they didn't have nothing to do. Like, they just were just there. And Enki, it's kind of like if you and I were to walk into a place and just see a bunch of doll people, we're just like, well, damn, there's so much more to fucking life than just walking around and being a slave, right? So Enki decides, oh, we got to make a female. So he they make them make in the image of the Disney princess. So an, an Eve gets created, right? An Eve gets created and given to this Adam. So as Enlil Enlil tells them, though, like, no, you do not eat of the the fruit of knowledge of good and evil. They created Eves, and they created Adams so that they could make more people. But these two people, Adam and Eve, weren't meant to actually procreate to make the people. They had genetic technology, the same way we have AI, the same way they created the Adam's the first time with the the Anunnaki women. They used artificial insemination. There was no actual sex or procreation had. That's how they were making more Adam's. So, like, no actual intercourse was ever had between these dolls walking around. All right. Now, Anki is, like, this is not right because here they are. It's this massive, like, sandbox jungle of all these, like, naked people that are walking around. And they have no concept of who they are. They have no concept of self. And they're also being victimized. They're enslaved but they're also being victimized. This is a set of people that are in one sandbox area, but access to them by the Anunnaki was constant. So Anunnaki were able to just go and essentially um, take advantage of lots and lots of unassuming dolls, much like Westworld. (laughs) So Anki sees this and he's like, this is fucked up. So he goes to one of the Eve's now, notice how her name is Eve, E V E, only 3 letters. I'm sure that's not her actual name, just like Adam. It's like there were acronyms. They each symbol means something. Each how our alphabet A doesn't mean anything. A is just a. But like A means something, like how A in Ro, it means alpha in Roman alphabet. That's kind of how their names are. It's also how runes work. So when we name somebody something, we just go off of like phonetically what it sounds like, and we we'll might give the whole name a meaning. You know, like my name is Rand Jackarand, well, Randa, and it's short for the jacaranda tree, so my name means tree. But like each letter of my name, if we were to look at it from Anunnaki and um, higher intelligence way of being, my name would be a code for something else. That's that's how that would work. So Eve her name actually is something else or what they originally... She would have been... The name of an Eve, there's an actual longer name for whatever she was. Same with Adam. Their alphabet is different than ours. Anyway, so he goes over to Eve... And if we all know already, we all know that the divine feminine is the creator, right? We all know that like creation comes from the divine feminine. If you were in a space and you saw all these like people just turned off and being taken advantage of, wouldn't you want to go and be like, you should wake up. (laughs) The same way Thandie Newton's character woke up in Westworld, right? That's exactly what happened. Anki had empathy for Eve. And so he went to her and he told her, that it was okay to eat, to partake of the forbidden fruit, of not the knowledge of good and evil. All that meant is awakening. It meant literally kundalini connection. The only way to awaken a woman truly is kundalini awakening. The snake, the snake that sits at the base of all of our root chakras and is just waiting to just like uncoil and shoot all the way to, all the, way to the top through our heads out to, you know, source. That's the kundalini awakening. If you are a woman, a being and you have not had that, you have no your power has been turned off in so many ways. So he goes and he tells her this. So he, it's not a snake that was coiled up in a tree, but that's the that's the symbolism that Enlil used in order to keep Hebrews asleep or the first Hebrew person that he told the story to asleep. So en, Enki goes he i'm not sure if he actually had sex with the eve (laughs) or if he just did some other sort of magic to wake this bitch up but essentially she has her kundalini awakening and she wakes up and she's like holy shit this was good like i ate of the fruit and i didn't die i gotta go tell adam so she runs over to adam and her or her her adam and she's like you gotta you gotta try this fruit (laughs) this fruit looks good (laughs) and i'm not dead let's have some fruit so you see where this is going. Um, that's all it was. They essentially procreated. They had intercourse. They procreated. And once they did that, they were awakened to their godhood, to their godship. Because sex is creation. Poseidon, Enki is creation. Water, creation. And they were being deprived of that at, to, so that they could be enslaved. So Adam and Eve, they have sex and they wake up. Then they realize oh shit shame they all of a sudden realize they're naked because now they are just like us in consciousness where they're just like conscious of themselves not necessarily not necessarily ascended like ascended master ascended but just like awake to to that they exist and so they're like oh shit we're naked but see they're surrounded by other adam's and eve's who are not awake so those beings don't have any concept of shame but these two all of a sudden feel shame because all these people can see them. That's when Enlil comes back and recognizes that these two are awake. They've started putting clo- trying to make clothes out of whatever leaves or whatever they've tried to do. And he comes back and he sees that they're awake. I don't know if maybe he saw them having sex up against a tree or some shit. Maybe that's what he saw. That shit must have been trans- transcendental. It had to have been to wake up and Adam and Eve. but maybe that's what he saw either way he realized that they were awake and he's like "Nah, y'all gotta get out now you can't be in here because if two awake people are in a sandbox with a bunch of other not awake people that's dangerous same with Westworld it's why Thandie Newton's character needed to keep acting like she was asleep yeah to survive but these two couldn't act cuz it was the first time they were awake and they're like they have no idea what's going on, right? Like and I'm sure they were just probably bumping like rabbits by that point. The, f- the first time they so who knows, maybe that is what Enlil saw. <laughs> so he kicks them out. He puts them out into the world, right? Into the 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 horrible horrible sandbox that exists outside of the the nice little safe sandbox that was the garden of Eden jungle. As they're out there, that's when they have, you know, Cain and Abel, and the big question that so many people, you know, that grew up Christian would ask is like, well, well, if, if Cain, you know, um, and a- if Adam and Eve were the only two, then who the fuck did Cain marry? And this is the answer. They weren't the only two. There was a whole bunch of other Adams and Eves. Now, those Adams and Eves, though, they looked like the Disney princesses that made them. So, for instance, let's just say that this Adam and this Eve looked traditionally Hebrew. Because that's what their mother looked like. That's what their Disney princess looked like. But then the other Disney princes, like Mulan, let's say Mulan was having a bunch of, day inseminate, you know, she, they making a whole lot, a lot of them from these women, because they don't have to have, like I said, it's all g- genetic, um, artificial, insemin- like, intelligent stuff. So there's a bunch of, you know, like, Adams and Eves walking around that look closer to Mulan. Same thing with Tiara. Same thing with, um, there was, Rivers and Shit had murder people in it, looking like Ariel and Poseidon. Every Disney princess that was in there, or that gave birth, made essentially like a clan of Adams and Eves that look like them—not not exactly like them, but like that's how I'm trying to explain how we all look different, but we are all the same. <laughs> like the different human, or not human, but the the genetic how we just look different. Yeah, just put it that way because our genes are a lot closer than. This is kind of also explaining that. Like, our our genes are so much closer to, to each other, but, like, we just all look different because it'd be the same as if one woman from one family started making a family and another woman from that... A different family makes a family, and those people are just going to look like that woman that made them more so. Yeah. All right, so that is how the first Adams got made. Now, as time went on, though, the... Hebrews become a people you know like Enlo doesn't like leave his line of like well it's not necessarily his line but it's like these two that actually the first two Adams and the first two Adam and Eve that ever had sex and became awake they're kicked out but like he keeps track of their line like because obviously they're like it'd be again like as if Fanny Newton just like broke out of Westworld into the rest of the actual world and she's like a free agent didn't that happen actually? Didn't um, the blonde, that happened at one point in the season. I didn't finish Westworld, but at some point the blonde does leave and like go into the real world. Yeah, that that's like what this was. So the Adam and Eve, even though the Bible only tracks their story, their story wasn't the only story happening at that time. Which is why every culture on this planet has their own origin story. Everyone's origin story has some validity to it. Because everybody's gods really existed. They just weren't gods. They were just extraterrestrials. But they all existed and they all knew each other. Like Freya knew Enki. Yup. Okay, so um, what happens next? All right, so now Enlil essentially is the one who tells the first Hebrew his own story. But what he does is he lies and he says, in the beginning, two people were made. Adam and Eve, and they did this thing, and they broke my law, and so I had to punish them. And this is why women are this, and this is why women are going to suffer. And blah, blah 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 blah. Right? That was a lie because there were. That's not how it started. There was fourteen women, and we all know the story now, right? Because the Sumerians tell us what actually happened. But if you, if you're, if you are coming from specifically a god that all that's trying to keep you asleep, then everything that comes after that is just going to kind of support that. So, this Enlil's character was very very it wasn't it wasn't good. This wasn't good character. He he gave them two versions of himself. Or at least whoever wrote it all down took down two p- different people and condensed it into one. So, whenever we think about the God of Isaac, Abraham, and Jacob, that's like super jealous. My God is a jealous God. It's vengeful. He says, you know, it's, a, it's okay to go have war in my name. It's okay to, you know, do this and this and this in my name. Um, that would be Enlil. But when we talk about God and we're like, oh, he's a merciful God. He is a forgiving God. He's a loving God. He's miraculous. He's em- empathetic. He's, you know, all this. That's Enki. So it's literally two brothers that existed. But whenever they get talked about in the stories of the Bible, it's mushed into one person, which is why it's so confusing for every single person who's ever grown up with that shit. Because how the fuck can God be both horribly like vengeful and, and stuff like, and, and violent, but also be completely so, so, so merciful and shit? It's why humans are so twisted because we have a very warped version of God that we are trying to access and live from. And it's just an absolute lie. So the big thing though about why this is important for us to know this now is because after that the Hebrews, you know, they have their own storyline. They they become you know, their own sovereign people, but then they become enslaved and then they have to be liberated from slavery there and then they go out and they, have their, they continue to have their own history, but then eventually they do become oppressed again and then damn near genocided off the planet. They liberated again and then they, come, they have a new modern history. So this is a group, this is a people that from the beginning of time has experienced slavery over and over and over again, but of every kind, beginning with slavery of the mind. Because their own God lied to them just to keep them enslaved. Told them, and I always say this, but told them, don't worship any gods, any forms of God that are not me, but I'm not going to give you my form. So you can't know what I look like, but anything around you, don't worship it. No matter what anybody says, don't worship it. Worship me, even though you can't fucking see me. And I'm never going to show you who I am, and I'm never going to tell you my name. That sounds so fucking toxic. Yeah, so like it... That's, who, that's what that was. So what happens later is other beings from other planets, Pleiadians, Hathors, they come here at some point later on in history. And they see this, these, this group of people who are still asleep, right? That's the ancient Egyptians. The ancient Egyptians see this group of people who are asleep. I'm not talking about the ones who enslaved the Hebrews. I'm talking about the actual gods that got here, saw these people. So there's Pleiadians that decided that they're going to upshift humanity because the only way to save humanity is to liberate all of humanity. But if you have like the owner of the planet, which is Enlil, who has convinced a set of people on the planet that they are like better and more special than everyone else, right? Then like that is the line you got to pay attention to because there's a line directly being influenced by the literal uh emperor or the owner of the planet but see the owner of the planet is gone he's he left (laughs) when the flood happened all of Anunnaki's left and so did like Nibiru gone Anunnaki's are gone which left this planet open for other star people to come and fix so that's what's been happening. All right, so what makes the Hebrew line chosen is it's the one that they chose to continuously liberate over and over and over again because that's alchemy. So the Pleiadians, they come, the blue ray, Sariah, the Sariah ray, they come, they put it in Noah. Bang, you got him first. After him, David. After him, the Yeshua, right? What happens every single time though? All those people will not know it, but by the time you get to Yeshua, the Hebrews are so oppressed. They've been through so much oppression by this point and slavery that they had to constantly liberate themselves from. So now what we're going to do is we're going to put our seed inside a, a woman that can make uh, a star seed, essentially, that is going to liberate himself because when he liberates himself, it'll upshift the planet. Now, that didn't work. they did it they put they put it in there they they made jesus but we all know what happened to jesus right jesus was murdered and killed off so the line gets buried and we know this story followed all down into france because sophia and it goes off it ends up essentially you know in europe amongst the europeans and then comes over here into america where you have a new set of people called african americans Why them? Because they were the next set of people next to the Hebrews that would have that level of enslavement happen to them. Like the Hebrew people, enslaved, 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 liberated, genocided, liberated, genocided, liberated, like all over and over and over again, their entire existence. But African-Americans have that same story at this point. Well, not the genocide, but well, I mean, that's just why they chose this line. (laughs) They chose they chose that a group of people that had already experienced insane slavery and had to liberate themselves from it. That's alchemy. A people that can do that are powerful within and of themselves because they have to experience the darkest depths of darkness and figure out how to pull themselves out with light. That is how, liberation of slavery works, but it's also what is happening for humanity. So these Pleiadians and Hathers and other beings in the Galactic Federation that are having such uh, compassion and empathy for the human race, they see that out of all of the other races that exist in the universe, we are still enslaved to our egos, to Enlil. And see, Nibiru is about, I did calculations, we still got another like thousand or so years away till Nibiru gets back, hence the thousand years of peace that we have here now that's coming because of this because they they timed it it's like they have to while Nibiru's gone, they come here and they they do things until because Nibiru is going to come back, it's a planet it's on its own cycle, and on the planet is all the Anunnaki, but if they get back here and everybody is still asleep, well then the thing continues, right, they continue to dominate and put earth back into, like, shove it down uh dimensionally but if pleiadians and other beings light beings star beings from all over the universe that get mama Gaia's call if they can come here and actually upshift and liberate the race that's being enslaved here well now they've done their job and we that race can then join them off planet in the galactic federation not necessarily off planet but just be a part of them we can be awake to them but see again we're all asleep because we don't even believe aliens exist so how the fuck can we liberate ourselves from people that we don't even think exists? The beings that exist that we need to liberate ourselves from, we cannot see with our eyes, but they are very much here. So that's when we talk about like spiritual warfare. That's what's happening around humanity constantly. Pleiadians, Hathors, created the, well, they, they put star seeds in place so that those star seeds would be able to upshift the planet together. That is what it means to be chosen. So the Hebrews were chosen to liberate themselves, African Americans were chosen to liberate themselves. Both of these groups were chosen to hold the chosen one that would liberate everyone. So Jesus liberated everyone with just his existence. I'm here to liberate everyone with just my existence. But by doing so, we both had to go through slavery, some sort of deep darkness. (laughs) Like I went through slavery and deep darkness. That man went through slavery and deep darkness. And it's not necessarily like slaves, like, you know, like what we know of slavery, but we all understand that like, Slavery of the mind and being a slave to others is just as the same as if I, if I'm like an actual, like, you know, like a field hand or something back in the plantation days. So the alchemy that continuously is happening on this planet, it's not just happening um, individually to chosen ones. It's happening through all of us, but like through mass groups of people. Um, And this has been going on for like millennia. This, the plan that they've been doing of uh, infusing our genetic line over and over and over again with star genes or whatever, it's to help us all wake up and reconnect to our godhood, reconnect and awaken our junk DNA. Because, like I said again, our junk, our DNA was like sliced and cut in half and like turned off. So, it's really important when we're looking at now the, the whole thing about like oh, Hebrews and Jewish people being the holy people, what that has done, it's, it's created this form of protection around them that is allowing for the justification of evil acts because everyone's so afraid to not like to go against, quote, the holy people. And so I'm here to tell you that they're no holier than anyone else. They were just chosen to house the chosen one. But see, the crazy thing is, is that like what we're seeing now is, you know, we're seeing a genocide happen, but like from the people who had been genocided, which is so crazy to me. So like the, that's what's so important we got to look at. Because there's another example for where that could happen, African-Americans. African-Americans went through the same thing that Jewish people went through. We liberated ourselves and now we have a lot of power. We are an empowered people. Jewish people are an empowered people. It's very important what you do with that power. African-Americans, we are never, ever going to genocide anyone else. We're never gonna turn on this fucking country. We're never gonna turn on the rest of the world. We are never going to um, use our history and the fact that we were slaves to justify hurting other people, black people, African-Americans. We are going to stay true to our mother, our Disney princess that looked like Tiara, but was really Ariel, (laughs) the mermaid, Yemaya. And we are going to stay in the energy of love, flow like water, and keep creating and being the creators that we are it is important for every single person in every culture and every religion everywhere that you are on this planet where you hear this take note of how history repeats itself but also like what you can how you how you use history to justify yourself and your own actions this war that's happening like what is happening in gaza in fucking sane we all know this and i'm speaking on it but like it's the justification and the, the reason why these people, why the leaders that are justifying the genocide are being so protective over that leadership is out of the fear that on some level, God will come against you if you go against Jewish people. Now, this is not at all to say that anyone should. No, 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 no. That's, that's not what I'm saying here. We, I love Jewish people so much. But I'm talking about the actual state of Israel at this point. And the leaders of Israel justifying genocide and calling it self-defense. Self-defense ended a month ago. We ain't got to, self-defense is like one good hit back. But what this is, is the justification of genocide. And all I can think is that like it's coming from a place of uh, self-righteousness. And that would only come if you believed that your God was God. And I'm here to tell you, he's not. (laughs) And so you are no holier and what you were doing is no holier than what was done to your people back in the 30s and 40s. It's this is crazy to me that like nobody is seeing that. <laughs> I mean, if they are, it's just... so yeah, that's why this is important for us to take off that whole like oh everyone is we we can't we can't hold people accountable because what they're doing must be holy on some level because they are the holy people. No, they were just chosen to experience slavery and shit so that they could liberate themselves so that this whole world would be liberated same with black people black people we are not going to do what the state of israel is doing ever i'm just that's that's what it is (laughs) okay so um that's like what it is right so when we think about history now i mean it's that was people can take that as a fairy tale how i just put that how i just shared that but i did a shit ton of research so i'm pretty sure a lot of that was well and a lot of it was channeled but um I think, you know, this is something that I think is probably a conversation that people should be having more of, you know, like what is God, who is God and why, why do we believe this, this, that this type of, that God would be this way, that God would, would actually tell us to go and hurt other people. That's, we must sit around philosophically and question that. Like, what does that say about us? So anyway, the, uh, Pleiadians want people to know that they are here to assist in the upshifting of humanity. That was a channel that I got. They are also, they are in control here. That's the big thing to also remember is that the people, the Anunnaki, are not actually here, but there are star beings here. You can't see them, but they are here and they are in control. And that's how come, um, well, that's how come I can say shit and things are happening. Like they're they're in control. So um, understand that what we are seeing right now, it's it's equating to the darkest of the darkest of the dark so that we as a human race can use light to get us out of it and upshift and save the whole planet. Yeah. Four, four, four on the clock. No four. Four, four, four. four fours <laughs> on the clock. So that was, that that's really what this is about. Um, so again, try, continue to stay in love, uh, continue to surrender to your higher self, you know, you are your own God, but that means that you are then accountable for every bit of you. You are accountable for um, all of your experiences. You are you are accountable for your actions. You are accountable for your own thoughts, and there is no external God that's going to come and smite you down for anything. You will do that yourself. That that's the big thing to think about is that there is no external God that's coming to like knock people off but you you're you are your god and you are the one that will destroy yourself you're also the one that will liberate yourself so that that's really the message um yeah so i think that's it (laughs) that was a lot all right y'all i hope that was helpful oh i love the whole disney princess thing that's so fun um yeah i hope that was helpful and uh i guess everyone is going to be eating good tomorrow i'm not really sure that tomorrow is a a like i'm I know it's Thanksgiving, but it's not, like, a positive, like, we're not really celebrating Thanksgiving, as are we? <laughs> I don't really know. Like, that, that holiday is, is troublesome. So, everyone, uh, just enjoy your day off and your time with your families tomorrow. And uh, I will see you next time.